Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where two sisters talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. And we are here today to talk about, and just like that, season two, episode eight. Eight? Yes. What was the name of this episode? A hundred years ago. A hundred years ago, right. So this is, um, was when we last left (laughs) the gals uh carrie and aiden were um making out making out on the front of her brownstone in the street and this uh we open up with them in bed together yes so what did you what did what did you think of the episode let's get let's start okay so i loved this episode i loved it too it was really good i think it was the best episode of the of this season of last season yeah. of all of it it made me so happy i was so nervous so nervous my my biggest fear was when especially when the episode started and i saw how happy they were mm-hmm. i'm like oh god the whole episode <laughs> i was just like oh god something's gonna happen something's gonna happen something's yeah, gonna because happen because oh our, god they're gonna hurt aiden again don't hurt aiden again. our prediction was and th- it still could Still oh, could no, no, be true, no. <laughs> but it's looking positive. Our prediction was, oh, they're not going to get back together. Yeah. He's going to come on for a couple episodes and Carrie's going to realize why she, you know, wasn't, yeah. didn't, it didn't work out between them. And now it's the exact opposite. Well, I thought that there's no way that they could bring this guy back and then have her break his heart one more time. It just seemed painful. Ew, yeah. So I thought the realization was going to be that, that somewhat of what, what it what happened at the end of the last episode was that he would realize, oh, this is all too, too much. Pain. This yeah. is all too much. You've broken my heart too many times. I got to go. That he would be the one to just walk away. Mm-hmm. And that what would happen is they'd get back together. It would all be too much for him. And he would say, I can't do this. Or this was great, but bye. Yeah. And when I saw them together again and how happy she was and 
And I love the episode because it brought up and what made Sex in the City so interesting and so fun to watch. And we talked about this last time as well. And what was what I think the best episodes of this show really are the ones that ask these big questions mm-hmm. like, you know, what was big, was big a, a big, big mistake? mistake. Yeah. yeah. And these questions of regret, mm-hmm. you know, when and and this comes up a lot for me with my clients and regrets mm-hmm. and and I tend to be one of those people that is a big believer in everything happens for a reason. You know, you have to go through whatever it is and that it's very hard to go through life with, you know, thinking and constantly going back and and like regretting things and, and what ifs and all yeah. of that. I think we have to believe that things happen for a reason. We have to believe that that we go through hard things, you know, you've been through hard things. I've been through hard things. We've all been through hard things in our lives. And if you stay in this place of why me, why me, why me, why, why did this happen to me? And, or why did I make that choice? It's just too hard, but I loved, and and I listened to the the podcast. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. That's okay. I admitted it. I admit it. So I didn't finish it, though. But I did listen to the writers talk about how the two female writers talked about how they this is a conversation that they have a lot together about regrets yeah. and, and allowing each other to yeah. just talk about it and and sit with it. And yeah, because I, I'm, I'm, I tend to do that. I have a lot of regrets and I wish mm. I would have made different decisions. And I think that's OK. And I kind of yeah. yeah, I don't want someone to tell me everything happens for a reason. Sorry. You know, I, I, I think that's how you learn. If you, mm-hmm. if you're able to look at yourself and say, I shouldn't have done that or yeah. I should then, you know, next time you're in that position, maybe you'll stop yeah. and, and think about it before you do yeah. something. No. And, and you're, you're, you're right. Because the other part of, because I work with young adults And I think a lot of times, and I'll tell this to my clients, I'll say to them, they'll say to me sometimes, oh, God, you're so smart. You're so brilliant and all this. And I say to them, "Eh, not so much. It's it's got sometimes what you meet other people, you meet older people and you think, oh, my God, they're so wise. And I said, a lot of times it's not wisdom. It's just lived experiences. Yeah, it's, experience. that it's just that you've been through this thing so many times. You just know it so well or you just know what to do. And you're absolutely right that that, yes, you make certain mistakes over and over again and you just get smarter about mm-hmm. them and you make better choices as you go. But, yes, there are these big yeah giant things that that we that happen to us and we make decisions and really bad decisions yeah. and and it's just yeah. like oh and, my and god this... why didn't i go to europe in my 20s more yeah. you know those those big things which is my big my big regret which is why didn't i travel more in my 20s you know mm-hmm. yeah and we've talked before about how you know up until this episode you know carrie has been i mean obviously the part of it is because of grief but she's just been a real downer and yeah. now all of a sudden she's like a different person and she mm-hmm. is so happy being with Aiden mm. she is lighter she her character is completely different mm-hmm. even different than the sex in the city she just has 
because of all that she's been through, she now can really see Aiden for see all the good qualities yeah. in him, see him for what he really is. Because before she was so preoccupied with the fact that Aiden wasn't big. Yeah. You know, she wanted big. She always did. And, and the fact that Aiden wasn't big annoyed her. Remember how she used to get so annoyed with him? Yeah. About every little thing it seemed like. And well, cause he was too nice. Yeah. He wasn't treating her like he was not a child. Yeah. There was no, <laughs> there was no challenge. Yeah. There was no, ch- and big was a, super challenge yes you know and when she said that line to miranda Mm -hmm. that was big a big mistake i i thought yes and and, and i noticed too that they're back to calling him big Mm -hmm. where before they were saying john so john is the guy at the end maybe but big is the guy who she fucking chased all those years yeah he was the um he was kind of the ghost. I mean, he was the, he was the, what's the word for it? He was the, this larger than life mm-hmm. persona because mm-hmm. we never knew his name. Yeah. You know, Mr. Big. Um, and yeah. it is, it's, it is a really interesting idea or question. And I, I do, I think it's that, that question that we all have because Carrie's actually is in this position right now where she's getting this opportunity to go down the road not traveled. Mm -hmm. You don't very often ever get to go down. She's getting a do-over. Yeah, getting you. She's getting this opportunity to go down this road that she's never been. You know, most people don't get this, and that's amazing and wonderful. Now, with the caveat that okay, this is just one episode. Yes, and (laughs) next week when she goes off to his farmhouse in Virginia to meet his kids, it could be a total disaster. Yes. Well, we're seeing next week she's meeting his ex-wife. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. I mean, obviously this can't be all, you know, yeah, perfect b- and butterflies and rainbows that there's obviously there needs to be some kind of drama to this but i was just like oh god it's finally all happening it's happening (laughs) oh my lord so yeah so they've been holed up in this hotel for a week having sex yes eating 26 dollar omelets but they're both rich so what do they care so um and then the best is, you know, they, they then have this lunch with Charlotte and Miranda. And I love how Charlotte oh, she, and, and Seema and yeah. Charlotte's just beside Char- herself. Oh, she's beside herself with excitement. And that's I, I felt at that lunch. I was like, God, I'm I'm I felt a little Charlotte and a little Miranda. Yeah. Like I, I felt so excited. But at the same time, I was so nervous. I was like, Miranda, yeah. like, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, yeah. No, Carrie's <laughs> just giddy. Charlotte's giddy. And. Seema is cold. Yes. (laughs) She's sort of, she doesn't, because Carrie is saying, we, we, we want to take you guys out to dinner next time he's here. We are going to do this. We're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And you could see already, you know, I already had a sense there. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a problem. And and understandably for Seema, because that, Seema represented, you know, Carrie represented for Seema a single, a single friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. I had, I had also forgotten about the Hamptons until she brought it up, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, that was a big plot point yeah. as well. And so and then after that lunch, um 
Carrie and Miranda are walking are walking down the street. And did you notice that Carrie wasn't in her outfit? So interesting. You, you know, she's stylish, but she's not wearing heels. And I do think this is mm. really interesting about this series is that she's not wearing heels as much anymore. It's mm-hmm. not so much about the shoes. And I was reading this article in Vulture and um, just very quickly by Tom Smith, one weird trick to tolerating and just like that. <laughs> and so what he was talking about was that, you know, but to view and judge and just like that as a direct continuation of the original sex in the city isn't just unfair, it's incorrect. It's important to remember that, that, in the arc of this franchise and just like that is actually the direct follow-up to 2010's sex in the city two and by viewing it through that lens we can see that everything outrageous about the show suddenly makes much more sense Mm. i just thought it was very interesting the way he talked you know what he was talking about was that i think and that helped it helped me (laughs) well explain that to me i don't understand so the way he was he talked about how I think we keep looking at and just like that as this continuation of sex in the city. And what he was talking about is, is that you have to think about this show as a continuation of the last movie Mm. that, that the, that the movies that this was very much about these last movies, that the style of it, because the movies didn't have the voiceovers. Mm -hmm. I think the move, the first movie had this, that had the voiceovers, maybe a little bit of it, but not so much, but that, that voiceovers are gone, that the, that the way in which you're thinking about the characters are gone, the evolution of things are gone. And just seeing Carrie walking down the street without the heels, like this evolution of who she yeah. is and these characters and how they relate to each other. I was like, okay, I can, I can see that. It's a really, it's in Vulture, which I love. I read it all the time. I mean, it's a long article. Um, while the world of Sex and the City has long been a glitzy fantasy version of New York, the fa- the franchise leaned into the fantasy more and more over time. You know, the things became you know, crazier and crazier. Let's see. It's a really long article. I don't want to get into it. Um, But, well, you know, I noticed with Carrie's wardrobe, her wardrobe is so different. Like, she looks like, like, her overall look, you can tell, you know, she looks, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I can't even remember what she's wearing. Like, she looks good and put together, but you can't remember the outfit. Yes. It's very kind of nondescript. Mm-hmm. You know, she's sort of going into this, you know, Eileen Fisher, you know, older <laughs> woman yeah. type uh, look. Yeah. Because you, know? you, you would definitely remember those. Yeah. Yeah. You remembered the outfits. Yeah. Every I can't last remember one. a single thing she wore, except maybe when she went to that party and she met Gloria Steinem and mm-hmm. it, when she puts on like a fancy dress or something, but like the day to day looks, I can't remember. No. And I, but, yeah, and she isn't wearing the Manolo Blahniks yeah. anymore. Well, and that's what, when they were doing that walk and talk mm-hmm. <laughs> down the street, you know, she was wearing the, the sweater, but she had a coat over it. And I think she was wearing sweatpants. It was a little bit like, I think she was just left the hotel, you know, from mm-hmm. Aiden's. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that this is a bit of, this is who she is. Yeah. And, I think that this is a good representation of what it means to be in your 50s because 
that is a that is a difference between being in your 20s and 30s and being in your 50s which is you hit a place in your life where you're like I don't want to be uncomfortable right I have right. no tolerance for being uncomfortable and I'm not gonna and I hit that I hit that in my late 30s I will tell you like yeah. after I had my son and then you also have this thing about you know you're not dressing to impress anybody mm-hmm. in fact you don't really want men looking at you <laughs> like mm-hmm. you don't want that kind of attention yeah um so yeah that whole thing about women becoming invisible after 50 it's it's partially like that women decide a little bit to become invisible coupled with the fact that it's society you know people are more interested in youth and yeah that kind of thing but yeah she's very much going through yeah a, a transformation but yeah in that walk and talk i love miranda saying aren't you going a bit too fast <laughs> and it's like excuse me miranda um back up yes yes <laughs> well but then miranda admits right she yeah. admits i made a huge mistake which is what everyone you know yeah thought she did and i'm i'm glad they had miranda you know admit that that she made this big mistake but at the same time i don't know i she's just she's always going to be skeptical and yes. you know, voice that of course no matter what and she needed to someone needed to yeah i mean and again that's that's that harkens back to who these people are and how these characters mm-hmm. are and, and and all of that but um but i thought yeah i thought that whole conversation and holding herself back and have i been holding myself back and all of that was so 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 interesting yeah um so should we stay with carrie and sure. Her? Okay. Sure. So then, uh, so obviously they can't keep staying in this hotel, even though they're both very wealthy. So they probably could, but they need to find a, another place to go. So they decide to go to Che's Airbnb, <laughs> <laughs> formerly known as her apartment that their apartment, she, their apartment that yeah. uh, they couldn't afford. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and so, and then on the weeks, I guess, when, um, so when I, Aiden's in, in town, they stay at Che's and, and then Che gets, Che gets to stay in Carrie's apartment because yes, she's yes. now sleeping on her grandma's couch. <laughs> I mean, Che is just <laughs> really I, <laughs> working what? through lunch because yes. she gets paid a time, they time get and paid. A, they get yeah. paid, sorry, a time and a half, you know, it's like, it's yeah. I, I, well on the, in the podcast, the writer's room podcast, I guess they felt like because Che was so cocky the first season that Che really needed to take this huge fall. I, again, I've expressed my feelings about Che's managers and agents at this point that <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is really, I just yeah. don't feel like well, this is very realistic, but okay. Something good's got to happen for yeah, her, che, Che's, them. Yeah, Che's going to, something's, I just, I don't know about all this. But anyway, so, um, so they go to, <laughs> they, they pretend that they're cousins <laughs> and they go to Che's place and Che has nothing, absolutely nothing there. And we all know that Aiden is, you know, he's very homey. He likes to cook. Mm-hmm. So they then go to a houseware, some kind of like, sur la table. Sur la table. Yeah, they're yeah. buying all these expensive little kitchen And they gadgets. are just happy. They they, they're are about having to a do blast. It. They're about to do it right there on the sur la table, right there in front of the cheese graters. <laughs> I mean, they're just so friggin' happy. I yeah. can't take it, you know? Yeah, and there have been no conversations about, oh, is is this right or you know like no 
heavy conversations mm-hmm. between them about oh, no. uh, questioning any of this. They're just yeah. going with it. Well, and one thing we didn't mention before is that he, you know, he, Aiden tells her about this farmhouse he has mm-hmm. and, a, you know, this vintage farmhouse in Norfolk, Virginia. And Carrie, of course, looks it up and she's looking at farmhouse. She's looking at uh, <laughs> the old farmhouses in Norfolk, England. She thinks it's going to be like Howard's End, mm-hmm. um, which is a weird comparison since how was it? Howard's End was about a, a butler. And I a, never saw it. So it's no a little idea. I know, it's from the 90s or 80s. It, it's early 90s. It's a long time ago. Um it's one of those period pieces mm-hmm. from yeah, very prestige it. Oscar winner pieces. You feel you feel very superior watching it, <laughs> but it was a little boring. Um, so, so and he mentions to her in that first conversation about her about his three boys, and he says, "I would love for you to meet my boys," and she says, "No hesitation, I would love to meet them." Mm-hmm. And I think he he was very surprised by that. And um, so they're cooking, and Che Che gets a phone call about from one of the neighbors about your cousins, Brad, Bob, <laughs> Brad and, and Janet. Janet. And Che uh, comes over and says, "Hey, what's going on here? Um, I'm getting calls about you." And Che sees this dynamic between Aiden and Carrie, and. Of course, the one person that really can ask mm-hmm. what happened between the two of you. Why didn't you guys work out yeah. the first time? Yeah. And Carrie says, no hesitation because I made a mistake. Yeah. And that was huge. And yeah. I think that shows tremendous, tremendous growth mm-hmm. for Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so was that... Oh, no. So in the end... So the last scene that, well, there, stuff happens in between, but the last scene that Aiden is in is when he he has dinner. Well, yeah. Maybe we should back up with the, yeah. the dinner thing. So remember, Carrie said, we want to take you all out to dinner. Mm-hmm. So she's texting Seema about, you know, what, what day is good for you? Can you come to dinner? Seema's ghosting her. And uh, she runs into Seema at the the um beauty hair salon, salon mm-hmm. and Seema tries to act like she doesn't see her <laughs> <laughs> and uh they have a little confrontation outside in the rain yeah. and uh Seema says I you know I don't want to be a third wheel yeah. you know she's obviously obviously upset that Carrie's now in a couple and yeah. she does not want to go to the Hamptons and have him there every other well, week and, and Carrie forgot about the Hamptons yeah. she said well uh, she's like you know about the Hamptons and Carrie's like oh my god I forgot about the Hamptons and she said see I yeah you forgot so she got the deposit back she's like what without telling me you got the deposit back again same thing you know and I thought what Seema but finally we've got some good stuff for Seema to talk about here Mm -hmm. because Seema it's a very real true statement which is I can do all of this but I don't want to do this again I think being in her 50s i think in her 30s she did all of these things mm-hmm. she 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 did these things to get along to to be a good person to be a nice person um because she felt like she didn't she couldn't stand up for herself or say these things but i think now in her 50s she's saying i'm not going to do this anymore i'm not going to yeah. i'm not going to spend a small fortune to sleep in a 
in a crappy room or to have to make nice with this couple. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And she's just feeling badly a little bit because she says, I've never had a great love. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you've had two, Carrie. Yeah. (laughs) It's not really fair. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of people can feel that. I, I felt I felt for Seema. Yeah, it is. And just her stopping Carrie before she said, oh, you're going to have one, too. Of just like, it's okay, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need I don't need your validation. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to tell me that it's going to be okay because I will be okay if I don't. Yeah, it's fine. But I just need some space. And then then cut to the dinner. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that it was so interesting because obviously they're they're sort of pulling back to. Um, you know, again, this is growth for Carrie. I think mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of growth here mm-hmm. where, which is obviously she doesn't, she, Carrie doesn't want to lose Seema the way she lost Samantha. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, oh no, you know, I don't want to lose you as a friend and space and mm-hmm. all of that. But she gives her space. Yeah. And then the last scene is Aiden's having dinner with Charlotte and Miranda it's just the two of them, right? Yeah. And Carrie. And Carrie. And he's just charming everyone oh, with yeah. his story about the, very chi- charming. the chicken. Yes. Miranda, yeah. Both Miranda and Charlotte are just beside themselves. Oh, yes. They're just eating it up. Yes. And then Seema shows up. Though, I want to go back to this thing. I was just going to say, when when Carrie says to Che and to Aiden, you know, I made a big mistake. This is, I have to say that, in in the writers room podcast, um, my uh, Michael Patrick King he mentioned something about how how maybe Aiden thought that he was partially to blame for their breakup. Did you ever think that Aiden thought that he was partially to bl- blame for why they never worked? I don't think so. Why I always would, thought that was why, weird. Why would he? I mean, I always she, thought that was. I, I always thought that it was so clear that. The, f- the first time they broke up was very clear. She cheated on right. him. And the second time they broke up was because she did not want to get married. And, right. and the undercurrent was, was the fact that she, that there was always the reason why was that she just wouldn't open up to him, that she couldn't open up to him. And that it was because there was always this undercurrent of the fact that she cheated on him. And there was this other person out there mm-hmm. that she maybe really loved. Yeah. I don't see what Aiden ever did wrong. Yeah. I mean, he took her back after she cheated and then he proposed to her. He stripped her floors for yes. while she cheated on him. <laughs> he he was going to. Yeah, he was building this apartment yeah. for them. God. Yeah. No, I, I have no I always idea. thought that was strange. Like, what would Aiden be thinking? He didn't. But, do or maybe anything. or I don't know. Maybe he went. Uh, I don't know. But I, again, I just it's sh- I mean, it was just Wow. All of the all the people out there that feel like Carrie's so, you know, self-involved and vapid and all mm-hmm. these things. Oh, look at her. Carrie's growing. Carrie's people. growing. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So very quickly, the other part of Seema's story was that Seema, we got to see Seema at work mm-hmm. at her big time real estate office. Mm-hmm. And we see that maybe there's another potential love interest, this sort of self-involved director guy yeah yeah, who's directing marvel movies and he needs a rental for nine months and he's very demanding he's always on the phone so 
I don't know. I mean, let's see what happens with this yeah. guy. He didn't that, look too appealing uh, to me. I don't know. Let's Who get someone that? good for Seema. Yeah. Come on. You yeah, know, let's get someone it. good. All right. Do you want to go to Miranda, Charlotte? Where are we going? Well, okay. So Miranda, her yeah. her big news is she she begged the Human Rights yes. Watch to get her internship. Is that back. a real thing? Because that yeah, sounded I, very weird. Is I that think, a real thing? I Human think, Rights Watch. I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they mentioned on the podcast that they interviewed someone from Human Rights Watch because they wanted to know exactly like what would an intern be doing. Oh, okay. Or you know they wanted to get the details right. Mm-hmm. So. So she comes in for her first day and there's two, you know, 25 year olds yeah. <laughs> who are her fellow interns. And so this would I'm sorry, this would be an internship after law school or while you're in law school? Um, I guess either. I mean, you could do a summer internship in law school or mm-hmm. or I don't think you need to be a lawyer necessarily is to, to be an the, intern there. Really? Is, is, is all they do is like litigation for human rights issues i don't know i don't know maybe we should google this get the details right but i mean suffice it to say miranda's 56 and the an internship these are for people in their 20s um the other thing is what money is miranda living off of because as of right now miranda has not worked in corporate law for several years she I mean, is Steve's bar doing maybe that well? Maybe she saved a lot of money when okay. she worked I at mean, the law firm. So apparently she made so much money and she saved so well. But I don't know. That brownstone is a lot of money. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how all these people have so much goddamn money. I'm trying to f- look up. Oh, who we are. Human Rights Watch investigates and reports on abuses happening in all corners of the world. Okay, so they have uh, experts, lawyers, journalists, and others who work to protect the most at risk. So, Hmm. you know, yeah, it's legal and other things. I would think that these were probably... I I feel like this would be an internship for someone who is either... I mean, when you're in law school, how could you have that internship? I feel like that might be for someone who's right out of law school or... I don't, know. I don't know. But anyway, anyway, but these two women, they're in their mid 20s, very young, very yeah. green. And they're basically telling her that, you know, as an intern, she's going to have to do grunt, these work. grunt work tasks mm-hmm. like they're doing. And immediately the woman who's their supervisor assigns, wants Miranda to sit in on a big meeting and take notes. And of course, you know, this is a woman with 30 years experience as a lawyer. Of course, right away, she totally impresses them and and so these these two young women are pissed (laughs) and miranda she's trying to fit in you know she's trying to be like one of the girls yeah she sits with them to have lunch and they're texting back and forth about her (laughs) and um and then oh that's so sad when she's shaking her salad Yes. Yeah, and then of course, you know, Miranda's there working late, and apparently they have strict rules about how yeah. you have to go home at six. And she's like, "Oh, okay," because she's used to corporate law, right, where you can spend the night there and work yeah. all night if you want to. Um, and the woman says she has to go out on maternity leave early and puts Miranda in charge. Yeah, so that's really going to piss off yeah. the other interns. Well, and Miranda's worried. She sees how the other interns now hate her. They liked yeah. her in the beginning, but the minute they saw that Miranda was getting, you know, getting all this quote unquote special treatment, 
uh, Miranda got nervous and she said, I'm worried about like my privilege. She said privilege and, and the director stopped her and said, enough. Like, mm-hmm. what privilege are you talking yeah, don't about? Don't make yourself small. Yeah, yeah, but but it's not privilege. You're acting like you're, you earned this. Yeah, you're acting like you're at the same level. You're 30 years ahead yeah. of these people. Right. And there is something about that where, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you you've earned you've earned this. Yeah. So take it. And these these girls are just going to be mad. That's just kind of how it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that she just walked through the door but she she has she's been doing this for 30 years yeah that's just how it is yep so that'll be fun to yeah see how they are what how happens they re- there yeah well maybe they just maybe they'll leave and that's just how it is i don't know what to tell you so then we have charlotte mm-hmm. who um She's, you know, going back to work at the gallery. She yeah. sits down, sits her family down. God, those kids <laughs> are the just, they the are worst. just ungrateful. But I will say, little... I do like how Richard Burton comes to the family meetings. <laughs> My dogs also come to our family meetings, mainly because they're always where we are. Right. Right <laughs> on, to- on top of you. <laughs> yeah. But the kids are, you know, like, okay. She thought they would be devastated. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to be here when you get home from school. And they just start smiling like, oh, oh, great. You know, <laughs> that'll be fun. <laughs> yes. She's like, and some nights I might even miss dinner. <laughs> kids are thrilled. Kids are like, great, mom. Go for it. Live yes. your life. <laughs> and then she says, Harry, and you're going to have to step up. And he's like, oh, yeah, I said I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they're thrilled. They're going to be ordering pizza and just yeah. doing their own thing. They're going to whatever. They're going to be fine. Um, so then she goes. So she wants to be prepared. So she decides to go shopping for just the perfect thing. first day outfit. Yes, first day outfit. And um, and yeah. that that dress, I feel like she's worn that dress before. Like I've seen it before. It's so, a very Charlotte. Yeah, dress. it's a very Charlotte dress. It may be the same dress in a different color or anything but yeah it's like the quintessential charlotte dress. yes yes and so ltw's with her um at the dress shop and she tries it on and it's a little snug mm-hmm. in the tummy and, and it's got this little belt this little pink belt yeah. around it but it won't stay at the tummy area it keeps yeah. riding up because because she has the tiniest of ugh. tiny little you know bulge i mean she's it, gorgeous figure yeah you know but she really wants this dress to fit a certain way and to look a certain way yeah even though it looks just fine it does look fine and but the but and then there's this nasty sales girl there who's like oh you know really rude to her yeah then goes off and finds other these two black dresses that are like giant tents she says this says more generously cut to hide your problem areas yeah yeah (laughs) But her big thing is, is that she's so she decides I'm, I'm, you know, I've got to lose weight before this. You know, I want to fit into this dress. So I've got to lose weight. So she decides to eat bone broth yeah, for five for, days for a, week. for a week before this thing. And I guess and there was a show on Bravo called Gallery Girls. Oh, which yes. Was, yes. I loved that show. Which was all about Ben and Ronnie on Watch What yeah. Crappens. They used to do that. Yeah. Gallery Girls. Gallery Girls. But it's all about, right, there's a typical kind of girl, I guess, in New York who's a gallery girl, who is just this kind of super pretty, 
thin. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess they all just wear these black, super trendy outfits and they're real snotty. And I guess Charlotte had this image of uh-huh. who she wanted to be, uh-huh. you know, who she needed to be. And um, so she starved herself for five days to try to fit into this dress, but she still couldn't because, hello, it's insane for you to do that. But the other problem is, is that she's a 56 year old woman and that the pooch is from having a baby and just menopause. And unlike Erica Jane, who somehow she has the nerve to say this. Who somehow lost weight from menopause. And I'd really, I'd love to know why, Erica Jane, you lost weight yeah, from menopause. You're the only woman in the world who's ever lost weight uh, because of menopause. Yes. Because she just can't admit that she's on Ozempic or something else. Or I don't know, maybe she got liposuction or maybe yeah. something else happened. Or maybe she, you know, ate less and exercised. But or- if she did, she would just say that. Why wouldn't she just say that? What, I, if she worked I, out? Yeah, and- I just like started diet and exercise I, I don't know instead of saying menopause yeah i mean I well well it just seems like a weird thing to say just say diet and exercise then that's what well, they used, she yeah that's she, what they used to all say she claims she went to the doctor and got her hormones her hormones were out of balance because oh. of menopause and she went to the doctor and you know got her hormones back in balance oh and they gave me this medicine called ozempic right <laughs> for my hormones right for my hormones <laughs> Okay, lady. All right. So, um, but, uh, so then Charlotte, of course, tries Spanx and all these shapewear. Like, h- uh, how many did she put like on? Like, three layers of Spanx. Uh, like Shannon Bedore. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, I refuse. Yes. I, the feeling of Spanx makes me cringe. Mm. I do not want, like, pressure being put on, you know, my stomach. Like, it, it's so uncomfortable. Like, Ugh. your organs and everything get all smushed, and it's just like... I refuse. I'll just let my my fat hang out. Yeah. You know, well, I I've bought over the years. Um, I do like the Spanx because I have like Spanx jeans and I have like mm. a Spanx um, jumpsuit. I really like those. I like mm-hmm. their clothes. And I have like I have some other Spanx things, but I've bought the Spanx like um, tummy things. Mm-hmm. I've bought a few things. I will buy them, put them on for about a minute and a half yeah. and be like, I can't take this. No, I cannot it's like take torture. This. The one and only time I ever put on Spanx and like put on a dress, I was like, I'm in hell. I'm in hell. Yeah. And I think I went out and I was like, I'm in hell. I got to take this off. I know I, it, it hurts. Awful. And I, awful. they just sit in my drawers and I just, they, I just, I don't know how people do it. I even had the Spanx underwear that it's just like typical underwear and you can just put it on it kind of flattens your stomach even that it's not even that tightening Mm -hmm. it's like Mm semi-tightening that i was just like oh ow yeah (laughs) like i don't like this i don't know how anyone does this i don't know how anyone wears that shapewear i heard the skims Skims Kim is a much softer material oh maybe i wanted to try that but I don't know. And then I think, oh, God, what I is spent all this money on this. I don't know. I it doesn't. It doesn't. But it doesn't. OK, if you're going on a red carpet and you have a body skimming dress where mm-hmm. you need. Yeah, you need underneath to yeah. be, you know, smooth and whatever. And your picture's going to be taken. OK, I understand that. Yeah. But just to go out in public and, you know, just wear them. I mean, first of all, it you're still the size you are. Yeah. Um, 
it doesn't, I mean, it's not like it gets rid of anything. It just sort of smooths it over. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't look so lumpy bumpy, but it's not worth it. Like just wear something that's flattering and no one's, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I think it's just part of our whole culture. Like people think it's going to make them look better. So even if, whether it does or not. So yeah. if they think that, then they're going to wear it. Well, I come back to the comfort thing, which yeah. is I'm I'm with you, which is if if I don't want to buy anything that I'm going to have to wear, you know, something with yeah. my my Spanx jumpsuit thing is super comfortable. <laughs> so I didn't even know Spanx made jeans. They do. They make jeans and they have like you pull them up. Mm-hmm. And so so it's like kind of it's nice, too, because it's kind of snug on the top and mm-hmm. it's kind of shapes kind of sucks you in. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, if you got some fat roll on the top can get there. But I like them. Oh, sounds yeah. interesting. I yeah. Have to check those out. I like it. So anywho. So anyway, but she finally, Charlotte finally shows up for the first day. And of course she walks in and there's these two, you know, really pretty, thin, um, you know, gallery girls, gallery girls in their black outfits and kind of snotty. But then she meets the girl that's going to show her around. And she's this bigger girl who is like beautifully showing her belly mm-hmm. and Charlotte's, you know, oh, great, you know, and goes and meets her and Charlotte takes off those spanks in the, the bathroom, bathroom yeah. puts on the belt and yeah says f this i liked that i love that scene i thought it was great that they showed that girl and how you know it yeah people come in all shapes and sizes and it doesn't matter and nobody really cares yeah no no one's really looking at your stomach charlotte yeah nobody cares yeah I mean, obviously, it's, you know, I think the whole thing was kind of what is this giant is metaphor, the right word for it of do I still fit in? Mm-hmm. Right. Do I still I'm 56, 57. Right. Am now. I going to be able to go yeah. back into am this I, world? And, am I still a gallery girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My gallery yeah. woman now. So see, now gallery girls are, you know, all sizes, all sizes. And, um, you know, do I do Am I that? So um, I think we talked about everyone else except for Anthony. We covered the oh, SEMA yeah. stuff. We covered Shay's And Naya. No Naya. Oh, God. No Naya. Poor Naya. And LTW is it's just a passing. With that one yeah. moment. Well, so Anthony, Anthony. You, you predicted this. I I didn't think this was going to happen. Oh, yeah. But you predicted that this guy, um, Giuseppe, Giuseppe is going to be his uh, love interest. Yes, and lo and behold, yes. here we are. So Giuseppe is quite the uh, popular person at Hot Fellas. Yeah. Someone who named that L- woman who gets Lorraine. Lorraine. Lorraine is getting bread every day. <laughs> I love it. He's like, eat a protein. <laughs> So then uh, Anthony and Giuseppe, they have like kind of a a ghost, um, you know, moment. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Moore, Patrick Swayze. Yes, a, yeah. um, uh, oh, pottery moment with the bread. <laughs> and then we learn that Giuseppe is gay because I think Anthony assumed or I think Charlotte assumed that he was straight. I or don't I don't know, know how. I think I think Anthony assumed he was he was straight. Mm-hmm. And then once Anthony learns that he's gay, Anthony's like, "Well, you're fired." <laughs> you, you know, and Giuseppe's like, "What? How you can't fire me?" And he's like, "Well, oh, okay, you're on probation or you're this or you're that." And I think obviously Anthony's very attracted to him, so he hears that he's gay, you know, when he yeah. thought he was straight, he was like, "Well, this is easy," you know. Um but once he heard he was gay, he was like, "This is too much for me." Um so uh then 
Giuseppe says, okay, fine, I'll quit. And then Giuseppe kisses him. And so I think this is his new I guess love so. interest. And it's very exciting. I thought the best was the phone call between Charlotte and oh. Anthony where they're... <laughs> They're not really talking to no. each other. They're just... They're talking at, at each, each other. other. It's so funny. Yeah. And then he's like, I got to go. And she's like, okay, thanks for listening. <laughs> those two are so cute. I know. I love their friendship. Um, I think those... I love their friendship. I love Richard Burton. <laughs> I always wanted an English bulldog, but they seem like a big pain. But um, I love him. And I love the two of them. And I like, listen, I'm ha- I want Anthony to have, to find love. And Giuseppe seems, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, with we'll see what happens. So, so, and just like that. And just like that. This was a great episode. It made me very happy. Yes, I hope I'm it still, continues. I'm still very nervous. I'm nervous about. Yeah, I'm nervous about the, the Aiden thing because this could go mm. either way. Yes. I mean, I, I, I feel I understand if I'm a writer, producer on the show, I understand that they need to. There's got to be some conflict. I mean, yeah. conflict is what moves these yeah. stories forward. And and I understand. And, and this is always right. Always this big thing that happens on these TV shows where you have these these will they won't they couples and they spend seasons and seasons and seasons doing these you know, plot lines where they will, they won't they, and they finally get them together. And then something happens where they get torn apart again. And then they finally get them together. And, and it makes me crazy because some shows, they will make it so hard for them to be together. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate it when shows just allow the couple to be together, like Jim and Pam, Jim and Pam can be together. Like, mm-hmm. let's just let Jim and Pam be, you know, and they did. And it just makes me nuts when they constantly break them up. It's like, would it be the end of the world if, <clears throat> here's my question, would it be the end of the world if Carrie and Aiden were together? Right. Like, and lived happily ever after. Well, and we're happy and explored that. Yeah. And what would, what would the show be if, if it was about these two people and, and, you know, obviously th- they can't be in this honeymoon stage forever, but if we did see what happened with the two of them and they are different people and exploring all that, and maybe they did have to go back in time and, and retread some of this Mm -hmm. stuff that happened between the two of them. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear what other people think. I mean, I'm what I'm interested in hearing other podcasts and other people talking about the show to see maybe there are some people out there that are like, ugh, I can't believe Aiden's back. I mean, not everyone liked Aiden. Yeah. So, Wow, and there's only, like, three more episodes. Yeah, 9, 10, 11, yeah, so we'll see. And I hate that, like, just when I, you, you starting to get good, and it's yeah. like, now we only have three episodes. I know, because I, I was very much in this state of, like, oh, God, they're, they're going to, like, maybe HBO Max will, like, renew this for maybe one more year just to make them happy and then yeah. go. Now I'm like, oh, God, I love this now. <laughs> Oh, jeez. It took 20 more episodes. It took so long to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a very expensive show to make. Oh, I'm sure it is. And I don't, and the ratings are, are not what they were in season one. Maybe this will help them. I'd be curious to see if this helps. Yeah. Now that it's getting good. But I read, I didn't get to read the whole um, review, but Vulture, the woman gave it two stars. I'm like, okay, so what's this? I, I didn't get to read what her mm. issue was with it, but maybe she doesn't like it. But I, 
I'm sure this is like a young person that wasn't alive when the, <laughs> yeah, they when, the, when Sex in the City first understand. came out. Yeah. You weren't here the first time around when Eden was here. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know anything about this. <laughs> Why are you even writing? <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Well, that's it. That's it. We'll see you. Hopefully, everybody next week. Yes. Um, for yes. Next episode. So, um, if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. And give us a five-star rating and review. We would appreciate that. And you can find us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, at Psych Legal Pop. We are all, we're still doing our Sister Wives Rewind on Tuesdays. And in just two weeks, the new season of Sister Wives begins. And if you're a Sister Wives fan, um, please tune in for our recaps we're going to do them on sunday yes. when the show comes out yes it's so, going we're going to be right there for season 18 right on it and we'll keep doing the rewind shows as well there's going to be a little bit of overlap with uh and just like that and just like that and all these shows but just subscribe and then yeah. whatever we do it'll just come straight to your into your phone and mm. you know you just listen you don't even have to think about no, it no that's the best way to do it so yeah Thank you so much. All right. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.